0: Amen, amen, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. There it is, the punchline. So are you free? Well, not if you're committing sin, right? Not if you're committing sin, because you're gonna be a slave to sin. What's up, everybody? This is Josh from Practical Theism. Hope everybody's doing well today. Wanted to do a quick reflection on today's gospel reading, continuing deeper into the gospel of John chapter 8. We read through verses 31 to 42. There's a few different themes that we're going to pull out here, but I thought it'd be interesting to start by reading the gospel passage just so everybody could kind of hear what we're going to be diving through. Then we'll dive right in. So John chapter 8, verse 31 to 42. Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, if you remain in my word, you will truly be my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we are descendants of Abraham and have never been enslaved to anyone. How can you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, amen, amen, I say to you, everyone who commits a sin is a slave of sin or who commits sin is a slave of sin. A slave does not remain in a household forever, but a son always remains. So if the son frees you, then you will truly be free. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, but you are trying to kill me because my word has no room among you. I tell you what I have seen in the father's presence, then do what you have heard from the father. They answered and said to him, our father is Abraham. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works of Abraham. But now you are trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham didn't do this. You were doing the works of your father. So they said to him, we are not born of the fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me for I came from God and am here. I did not come on my own, but he sent me. So that's the gospel reading for today. Uh, There's a few things that I really wanted to kind of dive into some thoughts. I was reflecting on this this morning. Um, and uh, the first thing is, I want to kind of back it up and take a look at the Gospel of John as a whole. And what's really interesting about the Gospel of John is John is very, very focused on actual happenings that showcase God and in, in Jesus in his humanity, not just his divinity. We saw a lot of the other uh, Gospel writers that were focusing on uh, showcasing and bringing to light the fact that Jesus was divine, he was God. Um, John kind of takes a bit of a different approach and he says no, we don't we don't just want to show God's divinity We need to show his humanity that he was really human He wasn't this kind of bipartisan Non-corporeal that is without a body kind of spirit that just kind of came down and everybody was fantasizing about it No, he was a real flesh-and-bones human being the first part that I wanted to dive into was um, this second part in chapter 31 if you remain in my word You will truly be my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you remain in my word, my word, the word comes from logos, right? Uh, logos. So a word logos or logoi. Um, we see this kind of echo throughout scripture and many Christians, to be honest, when you hear a reading like this where it it talks about remain in my word, I know there's a lot of Christians out there that think it's just the Bible, remain in my word, read the scriptures and that's it, that's my word. My word is the scriptures and the scriptures are my word and that's it. Um, But I don't think that really gets at the full dimension of what this word is. As with many aspects of scripture, we see several dimensions start to take fold. Those who remain in my word, you will be truly my disciples. This is kind of echoing back to uh, John one as well. So when we look at the word, right, When we look at word, it can mean written. It can mean written. Word could be a word, it could be speech, it could be analogy, it could be a divine utterance, it could be a spoken word, it could be a written word. Or as we see contrasted so um, prominently in John's gospel, it could be Jesus himself. The word became flesh. And we see this in John chapter one. In the beginning was the word, there's that word, logos. And the word, logos, was with God and God was the Word, Logos. So we see this over and over again, this Logos, 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 the Word, the Word, the Word. The Word was there in the beginning, was with God, the Word was God, and, and then we see in John 1, John chapter 1, verses 4, verse 14, that the Word became flesh, and the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So, in the beginning was the Word, Logos, and the Word, Logos, was with God, and God was the Word, logos. He was in the beginning with God. All things through him came into being. And then in verse 14, we see, and the word became flesh. So we see the stark contrast. Jesus was, always is, and is God. But then, but then incarnation, marriage of divinity and humanity, we see God became flesh in the man, Jesus Christ. And so we see the word that logos is there, the same word that is used in our passage in John chapter eight, where if you remain in my word, logo, you will be my disciples. So we see this this natural inclination to understand through John's writing that Jesus was God and that God became flesh and that's very prominent here. So we have to remain in Jesus and that is how we become disciples. So, let's think of that main point here in John's gospel showcase Jesus' humanity. Many Christians think that when you talk about the word it's just referring to scripture, but John chapter 1 shows us that the word became flesh. We were we are a people of the word, right? A people of the word. Again, some Christians take that to believe just the Bible or people of the Bible, but in 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 a lot of traditional Classical theism and classical Christianity, we are the word that is the word made flesh. That is, we are a people of Jesus Christ. So there's something to keep in mind when we're talking about the word. The other thing that I wanna keep in mind is that belief does not equal discipleship. Belief does not equal discipleship. Just because you believe in Jesus doesn't mean that you're a disciple of Jesus. And we see this on full display in the first first part of verse 31, Jesus said to those who believed in him, so the Jews already believed in him, if you remain in my word, you will be my disciples. If you remain in my word, you will be my disciples. If you remain in my word. Now, could this mean the Bible? Sure, but uh, Jesus never penned a word. He never penned a word. So he made declarations and statements that were documented by his disciples, but he himself never wrote down anything. So if you remain in my word, you will be my disciples. So what's he really getting at here? I think he's getting at um, himself first and foremost, if you remain in me. We see this throughout uh, in Romans and uh, even in the John 6 discourse um, where he who abides in me will have everlasting life. He who abides or remains or is in me, in Christ. That is, we are fully aligned with Christ who is fully aligned with God's will. We are turning our life over in submission to Christ and his instruction and the conforming that he wants to do for us uh, to make us into sons and daughters of the most high. So belief does not equal discipleship. You could believe in Jesus, but it doesn't mean you're a disciple of him. Um, And the truth, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you remain in my word, that is if you remain in Christ and you remain in his teaching and how he wants to transform us, uh, you will truly be my disciples and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So here we are, another theme in here. Freedom is ultimately the goal, one of the goals of the Christian life. We wanna be free. We wanna be free from sin. We wanna be free from this slavery. And we see this, too, as he continues on. They answered him, we are descendants of Abraham and have never been enslaved to everyone. So all the Jews are thinking that, hey, I've never been a slave. I'm a a son of Abraham. Like, I'm part of the covenant. I haven't been a slave to anything because I'm, I'm free. They freed me from the bonds of Pharaoh and we made our way through the desert and we're not under anybody's rule. We're free. We're free, right? But obviously, God in his providence and in his... His will is he's getting down to the heart of the matter, and that is that it is a heart matter. Amen, amen, I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. There it is, the punchline. So are you free? Well, not if you're committing sin, right? Not if you're committing sin, because you're going to be a slave to sin. A slave does not remain in a household forever, but a son Remains forever. So here's the solution. We have the problem. We're slave. We're going to enter in now. Solution here. The freedom is found through what? Through truth and through love. So through truth, we see that a little bit earlier when we we're talking about you will know the truth, and the truth is what's going to set you free. What's the truth? That if the sun frees you, you will truly be free. If the sun frees you, you will truly be free. I know that you are descendants of Abraham, but you are trying to kill me because my word has no room among you. Everything I'm telling you right now, Jesus is saying, everything I'm telling you guys right now, you're not allowing it to sink in and to take root. I'm trying to instruct and show you how to become a true son of God. And yes, you believe in me, but you're not following what I'm saying. So you're not allowing it to take root. I tell you what I have seen in the Father's presence and do what you have heard from the Father. They answered him, our father is Abraham. Jesus said to them, if you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works of Abraham. Here's the fourth point. Sonship produces chores. (laughs) Sonship produces chores. And we see that on full display here. And I say chores, and don't, don't get hung up on the word chores, but it produces action, right? If I am a son and there's this thing that I love, whatever it is, if I'm a son to my PlayStation... I am going to take action in respect to that sonship and that relationship. If I am a son to my biological parents, I'm going to take action against what they're instructing me to do. So we have chores, we have these sonship works that take place when our sonship is truly identified and realized. And we see that on full display right here. If you were Abraham's children, you would be doing the works of Abraham. But now you're trying to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham would have never killed a prophet, which is what a prophet does. They tell them the truth, tell people the truth that they heard from God. Abraham didn't do that. Therefore, so you see the logic here, logic book style. Therefore, you are not doing the works of who you claim to be your father. They said, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. God said to them, if God were your father, you would love me because God loves me. If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and am here. I did not come on my own, but he sent me. So if God is truly our father, then we love the son and we love all of his creation. So freedom comes through love and through truth of that identification. Think about this and marinate on it because I think it's pointing us to a really, really, really powerful message when it comes to discipleship and actually taking up our true identity as sons and daughters of the Most High and making sure those are lived out. They're not just something that stays stagnant. We don't just believe in God, go to church on Sunday, and all of a sudden we think that we're good, right? Um, It's not about what we're doing necessarily as much as it is about how we are producing Love in our life, in our hearts, and fully transforming and conforming ourselves to the Son. Because through love and through truth of that realization, abiding and remaining in Christ, that is what produces true discipleship, and that true discipleship is what sets us free. That truth sets us free. So I hope everybody is doing great. I hope this is helpful. Just kind of learning how to get my thoughts down here uh, on some of the reflections. A lot of this is so meaty. I mean, it's ten verses, but. There's a lot in there a lot to pack in there so definitely throw some comments down below hit that like button pound that subscribe button like you mean it so you can get more of this awesome content ring that little bell and make sure you set to every single time so that way you're always able to get some of these awesome videos when they come out hope everybody's doing well until next time we'll talk to you then thanks